A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Welcome back to another edition of the Leadership Detectives podcast. I've got a question for you. Vulnerability in leadership. Is it okay to be vulnerable? Is it okay to be scared and fearful? What could you be scared and fearful of? Criticism, failing, maybe not being popular, making a mistake. Imagine if you fear that you've not born to be a leader, not knowing enough. Look, there's loads of things that we could be fearful of. If you are, Let's think about how you can handle that. How have you handled it before? We're not here to fix everything for you in 20 odd minutes, but see if our discussion here between Neil and myself can help you recognize your own fears and maybe help you to deal with it. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. So I've got a question for you. Have you ever been scared as a leader? Is it okay to be scared as a leader? What do you think, Albert? In this environment, I think I'd admit to you, yes, definitely, 100%. And, and me too. And, and when we were talking about this topic, it reminded me of a scene in Saving Private Ryan, uh, where Tom Hanks is talking to the troops and his troops are sat, sitting around and talking to him because they're all scared. They're all done the D-Day landings and they're in France. And they say to him, they say, are you never scared, sir? And he said, I am scared every minute. But me being scared isn't going to help. I need to be responsible for getting you home, getting you back to see your family, getting me back to my wife. And I need to take my fear and I need to use that because I can't live in the fear because it's not going to help you. Yeah. And I think that's a great analogy and a great story for it's okay to be scared as a leader. In fact, it's important to be scared as a leader and and use that to drive you forward and help your team succeed yeah so what do you think do you know what i find strange is whilst those troops asked him that did anyone ever ask you during your career whether you were scared on how you felt as a leader did anyone ever put that question to you in your 30 odd years career and do you know to be honest if i was asked that question by 90% 90% of the people who would have asked me outside of a close circle of friends, I'd have said, no, nah, of course not. Because we, we worked in an egotistical yeah. uh, um, industry, you know, where it was weak. It shows weakness to be fair. And you, a lot of us companies are like that. It's, it's, it shows weakness. It shows poor leadership, but, you know, we don't want leaders to be scared and fearful. We want leaders to be bold and strong and, so, yeah. no, if I'd been asked that question, I would have, 90% of my answer would have been, no, of course not. That's interesting, actually, because when you said, when you asked me just now, I said, yes, in this environment, I'd say yes. You take me back to sitting in a leadership position if somebody asked me, I probably would have said no. But let me think about why I would have said no. Probably because 
I believe I wanted them to feel super confident in me as the leader. And if the leader doesn't have fear, and if yeah. the leader goes into every situation without fear, that's a good thing, right? Or that's what I believed then. And it's that's really, the, isn't that interesting? Because that's the ego. So it's your ego saying, I, don't, I can't show fear. And it's a belief that we had. And I think a lot of leaders have that it's, it's not good for them to show fear. Yeah. And, and actually, there's some truth to that as well. So, so what do you think of a, if a leader shows fear, how that could impact the, the team? I think, but, but I'm, the, the, the thing I struggle with in this conversation is if I look at it now, reflecting back, I'm thinking something a lot different than I know I was thinking at the time. Okay. Yeah. What I'm thinking now is that would just show that I'm human. That would just show that it's not, it's not a problem being fearful, right? What are you being fearful of? Let me think about situations I was fearful. I was fearful because did I have all the right data when I go into this meeting? I was fearful that am I going to represent my business in the best way I can to get the best return for them? Let me give you an example, Neil. What if I went to an executive review and I know in that review, if I come off well, I get investment in my business. Mm. I get salary dollars for my guys. I get promotions. I get headcount. And if I get it wrong, I could come away in one of the worst scenarios. I could come away with a headcount cut. And I have to tell people they haven't got a job or actually I tell someone else to tell them they haven't got a job <laughs> because the reality is it wouldn't be my direct reports that went. Because you're fearful of giving the message. I mean, I, I remember you personally, but one is fearful of giving. The yeah. Message. Listen, I remember doing my first involuntary separation. Mm. Was I fearful? Yeah. I mean, I can tell you she was, but I can tell you I was, but it wouldn't have ever appeared that way because you couldn't appear like you had any, feeling towards it right it's it's interesting actually because there's to be fearful you've got to be fearful of something yeah so yeah. when you go into an exec review what you said you were fearful of was letting the team down or coming back and having to deliver to the team a message that that you didn't really want to deliver but you had to deliver it because maybe the review or whatever didn't go the right way and it's like we're fearful of difficult conversations. That's, that's a big fear and, and a big thing that people avoid as, as leaders are those difficult conversations. So I guess what we're saying is it's okay to be fearful for the right reasons. Yeah. And then the question is, what do you do with that fear? Now, but, that, but that's a really good point, right? Because the whole thing about the fear is if you accept and acknowledge that you're fearful about something, you can work out a plan on what you're going to do to still come out with the best result possible. So if I admit that I'm fearful about something, I'm acknowledging it. I'm also acknowledging that I'm human, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And there's nothing the matter with that. Right. Um, but if you acknowledge that you've got a fear over something, you can work out whether there's a different way to approach it. Um, and I think, you know, I, if I think about times when I, so was I fearful in my role as a leader, in corporate life or even in the you know the last five years it's been different type of fear actually but as a, as a leader the fear comes from i was i was a manager at 22 years old yeah. you know, i i had the youngest person that worked for me was probably just under twice my age yeah and suddenly i'm responsible for their well-being i'm responsible for their careers i'm responsible for their 
incomes and what they do every day, how much time they spent out at night when they're working. Yeah. And so I guess I was fearful of the responsibility, fearful of dealing with people who are more senior than more older than me, not saying more senior in position, but older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I think actually as a leader, you've got to be fearful because otherwise you're always going to be in your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And so step in, I, I, the way I used to approach it, I, I was aware of it, but then I tried to channel it in the right way to try and do the right things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, have you, have you ever been fearful for yourself? So does the fear focus on you in a situation? I don't think I ever feared for myself in my personal safety or outcome. It's, it's amazing you said it. We didn't talk about this, right? But you said ego, right? And I think that's probably what I was most fearful of. Mm -hmm. So you talk about being the manager in that team. I took over as the manager running computer room building for IBM UK. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do I know about building computer rooms? But the guys who worked for me were chartered surveyors right? Super qualified electricians, right? I, I took this, I, I'd taken this job, I'd gone down to North Harbour where we had this and one of the guys was there and I took him to lunch and we're walking through the corridors of North Harbour. Do you remember how many buildings IBM used to have down there in one corridor connecting the other? And as I walked through, I said, this place is quite clinical, isn't it? It's a bit like a hospital. What do you think? And he said, I'm a little bit biased. I designed the building. <laughs> I went, oh my gosh. And I left that building that day driving away going, how can I manage these yeah. people that are absolutely outstanding in their field and I'm their boss? Seriously. Just to come back to that, because you, you started that story by talking about fear of ego. Yeah. So, so what was the fear of your position being challenged or your, um, uh, the way you thought about yourself or the way other people saw you? Yeah, I mean, more the team, more the team, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. It would be the team thinking, who's this young guy comes in here? He's our boss. What does he know about this stuff? Right? And that troubled me that they didn't respect my ability to be a good manager for them. That's what troubled me. And my ego couldn't let me, but, but I had to, in the end, admit, guys, I don't know anything about this stuff that you guys do. What I know is about trying to manage a team run a business and get the best outcome with our customers and in the corporation we work in. So, and it's, it, it's interesting because ego is definitely a big, big influencer in the fear that drives a lot of the, uh, a lot of leadership styles. Yeah. Yeah. Your classic uh, bit larger than life sales manager who is quite aggressive or quite out there yeah. that, that that tends to be driven by the fear that they don't want to be seen to fail. Yeah. They don't want to be seen by their peer group, by their, but they're worried about losing their job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was I worried about losing my job in IBM? Probably was. Yeah. Uh, at, at times because sales is, you're so exposed in sales, you know, everything is laid bare. Yeah. 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 The number. Everyone knows you missed the number. Yeah. But, but fear, if you, if you can either let fear consume you or let it drive you. So yeah. it, can, it can either hold you back and consume you or it can push you forward. Yeah. And that's actually a decision you can make in yourself as to how are you going to use 
that fear, that nervousness, that being scared, whatever word you want to use to describe it, because saying fearful is, is, uh, is a bit weak, you yeah. know? Um, so how do you use that to push you forward? I think yeah. is really important. I think if you don't acknowledge the fear and you don't accept that you've got that fear and that, and you're scared, I, 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 I enjoyed, I got the chance to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, right? Great experience, right? Was I frightened and scared on some of the things we did? Yeah. But if you don't acknowledge that fear, you don't work out a plan to, to get back from, I mean, gosh, look, Neil, the things you've done in your life, tell me you were never scared and fearful in the challenges that you've personally taken on. No, but, the, you know, but some of those things drive you as well, right? So, you know, what, what makes you feel fantastic after you jumped out of an aeroplane is the fact you jumped out of an aeroplane and you survived. You know, the adrenaline rush of being near the edge. So the fear is what makes it special. Um, and interesting enough, so when, when I did that 300-mile uh, that walk in the, in the Yukon, you know, that race, yeah. um, I was fearful for my own safety on a couple of occasions yeah for sure but actually i was more fearful about letting people down yeah and what that would mean to them and what they thought about me yeah and i don't mean that necessarily in an egotistical way but I, I i i like to inspire people and if i let people down then i'm not able to inspire them to want to do more so yeah, i was yeah. fearful of letting them down probably that probably drove me more than the fear of particular injury or damage to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's bring that back into the workplace, right? One of the things I get asked about all the time by people is how do you talk to large audiences? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How do you do that? So was I always able to talk to large audiences? No. And the first large audience I had was about 400 people. And why did I do that? Because a really good friend of mine, Chrissy Griffiths, asked me if I would address an audience of HR people, right? Was I fearful? Like, hell, damn right I was, right? I was driving down there. I walked in the room and saw these people and went, oh my gosh. And I remember I stood on stage and I froze for my first opening words. I absolutely okay. froze, right? But what I used was humor to break that. Yeah. Now that humor might not have worked, but it worked, right? So again, that fear was healthy because it had me, you know, on the spot, fired up. But I have to say, look, to our audience here, don't ever believe there's anything wrong with going into those situations with fear or being scared or unsure. That's completely human and it's completely fair. So there was something you said earlier, which I think is really important, which is once you're there, it never seems as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah, the anticipation for me is always worse. I say always. The majority of the time, the anticipation is a lot worse than the actual situation itself. Right? I don't know, driving test, talking to a large audience, having an involuntary separation conversation, going in and fighting for your people in a meeting. It, you, you do make up stories in your own head, by the way. You do it, especially in the middle of the night. It's worse when you wake up and start worrying about stuff. That's when, that's when the whole mind takes over. But, you know, the, the term false evidence appears real. You know, fear, false evidence appears real. It is, is, is true to, to a degree. You can make it. It doesn't mean it's not real, but it can, you can make it bigger than it is. Yeah. Uh, and without being um, overbold or stupid, 
you can step into it and you know make it uh you know running into a burning building might need a little bit of consideration before you do it and yes you should be fearful of that otherwise you're psychopathic yeah <laughs> uh, so running but but um you know so make some judgment around it but don't it doesn't mean you shouldn't step into into fear by the way i'm not suggesting people run into burning buildings. <laughs> um, it's but, interesting though right because I, i'm in a very different place in my thinking now from what we i've experienced i've got you as a great colleague that i go to i would happily come to you and go neil i've got to do this thing and i'm frightened or i'm unsure and then we talk through what's my fear how can i address it what would we do would i admit today that i'm fearful going into something i have no worry about that at all why is that why i could why can i do that now when i didn't feel i could do it at 20 something in my management role why do you think i don't care about my ego anymore <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was more important to you then it was important to me to represent myself publicly in a way that i don't worry so much about representing myself now sorry i've never said this before you've just asked me that so yeah 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 and i think i would say the same by the way you know um when you have a, a reputation when you have a um a position a, a certain persona mm. that uh, people associate with you yeah you know, if I said to a lot, loads of people I know, if I said that I'm fearful on a regular basis, they go, you, Neil, you're not, okay, you, what, some of the things you've done, how could you possibly be? Yeah. I was scared all the time, like Tom yeah. Hanks in some of those, you know, I had to lead troops of people in some quite difficult situations in the military. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was fearful of doing the wrong thing, making the wrong decisions. Yeah. But I think the key thing here, and I think this is worth talking about for a minute, is there are a couple of things you can do with that fear when you have it. And so it's what we're saying is, first off, it's okay to have it. In yeah. fact, you should have it, because if you haven't got it, you probably haven't understood the problem uh, yeah. or you haven't understood the, rea the, the, the gravity of the situation. Yeah. So it's okay to be fearful. And it's okay to talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. But I think there are two things as a leader that you can't do one of them is uh reflect that fear on your team yeah and make them scared too yeah so i think it's really important that you you take that you manage and it doesn't mean you're not vulnerable it doesn't mean that you're not showing that you are you are nervous about doing this but you've got to be confident in the direction going forward yeah because if you're fearful and then you just go, look, I'm, sh I'm scared, guys. I don't know what to do here. Um, and then they don't know what to do either. You've just got a bunch of people running around uh, worried and scared of stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think on that one? I, th I think there's no, there's no harm in that. I think, I think involving people in your thought train and the fact that we've got something to overcome, how can we do that together? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I think something to think about as a leader whether we look, it's only my own personal view i talk about being on stage i think as a leader you're on stage all the time mm. you are on stage all the time is my personal view as a leader people look at you when you walk in a room how do you behave when you pass someone in a corridor whether you stop to talk to someone or you ignore someone they look at how you behave right so i think as a leader you're on stage all the time 
does that mean you have to be acting all the time? No, mm. just be conscious of the fact that people expect something from a leader. They don't expect you to, to believe that you're a superhero and that you're, that you are, what's the right word? <laughs> so, so, yeah. So I get it right. So, you, so that you are indestructible as a superhero. Indestructible, right. It's not, it's not, it, you don't need to present that image. Um, and to present an image that says, I've got a situation here that I don't know how I'd manage. What's the matter with that? Yeah. Why do you know everything about everything? Yeah. Actually, by the way, it says a lot for your team that you could put that back to your team and say, I'm frightened about how I'm going to get out of this situation for the best benefit of all of us. What can we do? But if you yeah. trust your team, you'd bring them into that, right? Yeah, and so I think involving people, uh, like, like we heard with uh, Zoe talking about, you know, involving firefighters in decisions about, you know, what to do in a, in a critical circumstances. Perfect. I think it's great, but then the leader has to make a decision. The Perfect. leader might be fearful, the leader might be fearful about making the wrong decision, the leader might be fearful about people's lives, but they've got to make a decision and go forward or else you get paralysis. Yeah. So I think yeah. the first, first point is, don't reflect that fear. Don't be a Corporal Jones running around going, we're all doomed, we're all doomed, we're all doomed. Um, so uh, that's not good leadership, right? So then the, the second point I'd make is, and I've seen this, most leaders who lead with fear and are bullies are the most fearful people in the organisation. They're the most scared people in the organisation. Yeah, yeah. And they're taking their scaredness, their fear, and they're pushing their weakness because they see it as a weakness. They're pushing it onto other people. Yeah, no, really good point. Really good point, actually, because if I think about, we've talked about it before in terms of, you know, exec bullying and behaviours that, that putting unreasonable demands on your team. Uh, yeah, because you don't know how you're going to get out of this yourself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think those are two, two key points yeah. on this. Is it's okay to be fearful. It's okay to be scared. But it's not okay to turn the whole team into a, a bunch of jelly gibbering around not knowing what to do. You've got to take their input and make a decision. And it's not okay to, to then turn your, your inadequacy in you because you're scared and fearful and bully your team. Yeah. So I think I wrote this quote down behind me here, which says courage is resistance to fear. Mastery of fear, not absence of fear. Mark Twain. And I think that's a great quote to kind of wrap up and close this yeah. discussion with. So yeah. any comments or thoughts from you? No, I think, I think it's really good. You put courage up there. I looked at a definition of courage this morning, actually. And the definition of courage, apparently core is heart. Yeah. Right? And courage is actually telling who you are from the whole of your heart. Courage is exposing yourself. Oh, right? wow. Which is really interesting, right? Because it comes back to where we are. We're saying it's okay to let people know how you feel. Yeah. Just make sure you've got a plan to manage it and, 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 and look at how you can get the best outcome from that situation. Like really, I think it's a good conversation, Neil, I think. And it's one that I don't know if we'd have had this conversation in the 80s or the 90s that we would have kept our jobs, right? Seriously, I, yeah, think because yeah. I think people would say you're not up to it and we're in a different place right now and, and it's one that we should be open about. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And, and so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for continuing to support our channel. 
final closing thoughts, Albert? No, I'm good. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attention. Really appreciate it. Look talk, forward to talking to you some more. Brilliant. Cheers, Neil. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Guys. Thanks again, guys, for joining us for this latest episode. I hope you found it useful. To make sure you get ongoing updates, please subscribe to our channel. And if the platform that you're listening on allows you to give us a rating, we'd really appreciate it if you could do that. For now, we wish you all the best. Thanks ever so much. Take care. Now more than ever, it's critical that customers find accurate information about your business. Local Works by Yahoo Small Business makes it easy to add, edit, and publish business information across 70-plus local directories from a single dashboard. Ensure your business is found with Local Works and save 10% today by using code LWPODCAST. Visit yahoosmallbusiness.com slash local to find out more. A payroll and HR company needs to be prepared for whatever is going to happen. You could say that over 70 years of experience helping businesses all over the world run smoothly is good preparation. But for ADP, that's not enough. To make sure millions of people are getting paid on time and in compliance, we're staying on top of each new piece of legislation. So when it comes down to it, ADP isn't just a payroll and HR company. We're the company that helps you navigate the complexities. ADP, HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people.